morning. I want to say hello to everybody. Can I have all y'all stand up? Welcome to church today. We want to welcome all the campuses and our City Heights campuses celebrating seven years today. So let's give them a big hand. God bless y'all. Pastor Ryan, Pastor Kelsey, God bless y'all. Thank you for your faithfulness. And today is my wife's birthday. So I wanted to... <laughs> She's like, uh... <laughs> I know she hates attention, so she's hating this right now. I love you. You are more beautiful today than when I met you. Amen. And you've been a, an amazing wife to me and a woman to me for, we've been together 42 years. Hey, come on now. Come on now, girl. <laughs> and, 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 you know, we always talk about growing old together. It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> but you look more beautiful today than when I met you, and I love you so much, and we're going to be together, and hopefully we go to heaven together. Amen? Come on now, girl. Amen. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to all of y'all. Hope y'all had a great holiday, and we're looking forward to Christmas, and uh, um, today is December 4th, so let's... let's focus this month, and this series is going to be a Christmas series we're starting today called Heaven Come Down, but uh, let's focus this month on what God has done for us and appreciate what he's done for us, amen, and prepare for next year. I don't know if all y'all like new beginnings. December is a sad and good month for me. It's the end of the year, but it's the beginning of a new year, and so let's spend this month getting ready to have a better year next year than this year. Can I get an amen? Amen. God... God knows every single one of you. He, you know, I was praying uh, this morning, and I have about 60 uh, uh, titles for God in Hebrew. And one of them is Yehovah Shammah. We say Jehovah, but it's Yehovah. And Shammah, which means God is here. And I started praying this morning by acknowledging Yehovah Shammah. God, you are here. In, in, in my room when I was praying, you are here. And I just said, let's just acknowledge that God is here. We don't have to ask God to come. <laughs> he has to ask us to engage. And so let's say, spend a minute in praying, acknowledging that God is here and that God wants to encourage you today. God has something for you today that is way beyond my imagination or anything I could think of and beyond what you can ask or imagine. We want that and I want that for you. So let's just bow our heads for a minute and all the campuses, all the people online and just acknowledge God's presence, his love. Lord, we thank you. Yehovah Shammah, we acknowledge that you are here in all your glory, in all your power, in all your wisdom. You have the original plans for our life that were, that were uh, orchestrated and, and planned out before the foundations of the world. You have that right before you and you're waiting for us to accept the assignment. Lord, we, we stand here before you humbly saying, Guide us, direct us, we want to obey, speak to us. And Lord, I pray that uh, as I'm speaking for the next half hour or so, whatever I say, that through what I say, you would speak even louder to all of our hearts what you want each individual to hear. And even if it's only, I love you, that we would hear that, I see you, Yehovah Roy, I see you. Lord, we thank you that you see us. Yehovah Yireh, you are our provider, the Lord provides. Thank you, in Jesus' name, amen. Turn to the person next to you and say, I'm ready for God, I'm ready for God, come on now. 
Come on, church. Come on, church. Turn to Judges chapter 13. Judges 13, Old Testament. Judges 13. Judges 13. Now, I'm going to tell you the story, but I've got to give you context to this story. Um, I have one grandson who's eight, and he is now becoming very, very, very vocal and, and intelligent um, and being able to really have higher level conversations. <laughs> He's going to have a little sister in April, so I'm going to have another granddaughter. Amen. I can't wait. That girl's in trouble. Um, so his mom is pregnant. Okay, that's context. He has one grandfather, two grandmothers that he knows. I'm Grampy, Grammy is my wife, and Memers is his other grandmother, context. Memers is his mother's mother, context. So, um, shelf, elf on a shelf is a thing that I just learned about. <laughs> that there are elves put on shell, uh, shelves in kids' houses, and I'm sure there's little kids listening, so I don't want to spoil, spoil the story, but there's elves that show up at your house that Santa sends to, to watch little kids. How many of y'all do not know elf on a shelf? You do not, how many of y'all do know what it is? How many of y'all do know what it is? Okay. And so, I just learned about this last night. Um, so, the elves come and they, they, they move around the house and they watch the little kids to see if they're all naughty or nice and, and that's going to determine whether they're going to get something for Christmas and we all know the scam, okay? And so, <laughs> my grandson, he just, elf on the shelf, showed up two days ago. I remember Grampy, Grammy, Memers, and his mother's pregnant. So, he starts telling this story to Memers. He says, uh, the elves showed up, and the elf on the shelf, and they're watching me, and, and do you have elves at your house? And then he goes, oh, you don't have any kids. And he says, you know, my mommy's pregnant. And then he says to her, can you do that? <laughs> like, can you just pop out a kid? <laughs> so she says, oh, no, you know, women at my age. She says, no, 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 there's way living people in the Bible who had babies at 90 years old. And, you know, that's not true. You can have a baby. <laughs> So this conversation just kind of goes, right, goes. But this whole concept of Christmas with elves and reindeer and Santa and uh, all that, Christmas trees, there's a lot of mythical things about Christmas. One of those things, and I don't know if this is mythical, but one of the things that maybe we as even Christians fall into is that uh, Jesus' ministry started when he was born. That... You know, we know Jesus from a baby. And then Jesus lived 12 years. We know from when he was 12 years old, he was in the temple. And then at 30 years, he starts his ministry. And in a three-year ministry, he dies and goes to heaven. And we focus on that. This series called Heaven Come Down is, is, is basically focused on the fact that Christmas is really about heaven coming down. But today, we're going to focus on today is the ministry of Jesus before he was born. Because before he was born of Mary... He existed, and we're going to see some scripture on that just very briefly, just to establish that, to remind us that he is an eternal God. He was there in the beginning. He was there at creation of the world, and he was, he was there in the Old Testament. And then we're going to look at uh, 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 some instances where he showed up in the Old Testament. I'm going to focus on one story in particular, as the angel of the Lord. 
And if you look through the Old Testament, there are a lot of stories about the angel of the Lord. Next week, we're going to talk about Jesus and his humanity. We're going to talk about Jesus, his miraculous ministry. We're going to talk about Jesus in the, in the manger. And we're going to talk about Jesus' ministry, message. So we're going to talk about all these things. But today, I want to focus on Jesus before he was born. Now, why is this important? Because if Jesus is an eternal God, that means he existed before he was born. He was born, lived 33 years. He ascended, and now he's in heaven. If we can see that he was consistent before he was born, with what he did. And that actions and his love for us and his actions towards us was consistent with his actions when he was lived on earth. We can be confident that when we pray to him today, he's going to be consistent. That he's not inconsistent. He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And it fascinates me when I look in the Old Testament and I see him show up that he is not only consistent, but he gives us these clues to say, this is me. And so it's important for us to know, to know when we, look, we read the Bible that we, we see these little clues. And so we're going to look at Jesus before he was born in the angel of the Lord. Everyone say angel of the Lord. Okay, so let's look at some verses about what Jesus said and, and, and about his deity in, the, in, in general. Look what it says. It says, Jesus says, uh, before that, Jesus says that uh, he existed before the foundations of the world. Let's all, we all know that, but let's all read what the Bible says. Look what the Bible says in John. John chapter 17, and now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the foundation, before the world was. So let's all just acknowledge that Jesus existed before the world was. Look what also the Bible says. The Bible says that, no one shares God's glory but Jesus. God says in Isaiah chapter 42 verse 8, I am the Lord, that is my name, and my glory I will not give to another. But look what Jesus says. And now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the, before the world was. So God is saying, I'm not sharing my glory with anybody. By the way, God doesn't want to share his glory with you. Whenever you do something and you, and you, and you accomplish something and you think you did it, God says, I'm not sharing that with you. <laughs> now, I, I'm going to encourage you, but what God's glory only he will have for himself. Look at the Bible says that, that, that no one is worshipped except God. Look what the Bible says. <laughs> no, <laughs> go back one. <laughs> no one is to be worshipped by God. No one is to be worshipped by God. If you take worship to yourself or give worship to anything over a God, that is idolatry. Look what the Bible says in Matthew chapter 4. Jesus said, Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him you shall serve only. You shall worship the Lord your God and him you shall serve only. And finally, no one has seen God. This is the interesting one. No one has seen God but Jesus. Look what he says. You have never seen the Father. No one has seen God at any time, the only begotten of the Son who is in the bosom of the Father. He has declared him. Now, here's what's interesting. You're going to see in what we're going to read that these people are going to acknowledge the angel of God as the angel of the Lord is God. And even Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Jesus is the image of the invisible God. Whenever you see anything that represents that is God, it is going to be Christ because you cannot see God or you will die. Matter of fact, in the, in the Old Testament, uh, the belief was that if you ever saw God, you would die. That's a, that, see, when we worship, a lot of times we're worshiping and we're like this, we're not encountering God. And I don't mean you can't worship with your hands down, but when we're just kind of blase about it, 
We're not acknowledging the presence of a holy, awesome God. Because if you ever really saw God, you would melt. You would just, just you would die. But when you get in the presence of God, I was watching uh, on Instagram and Kanye West, who is very far from God. But to a lot of people, he's famous. And he was walking through this crowd and people just mobbing him. I'm like, what? Imagine what it would be like if you saw God. And my encouragement to you is when you get up in the morning or when you come to church, and not even on Sunday, every single day, that you spend time encountering God before you start your day. And you say, Lord, I want to see you. And then not, to, not that you're going to see him with your eyes because God has given you sight that go beyond your eyes. He's given you perception go beyond your ears. It's called faith. And that by faith you would encounter the presence of the living God and the reality of the living God in your life. So in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, there's these images of God, Jesus. He's the image of the invisible God. And he shows up and says, you've seen seen me, you've seen the Father. We are so much one that I'm revealing him to you. You're not going to see him. I'm going to representative of what you're going to see. And in the Old Testament, we have these things called theophanies. Theophany is an appearance of God. But it's not the Father. It's the God. It's Jesus. And so in, in, these particular, in this particular story we're going to look at with Samson, everyone say Samson, you remember the guy who grew his hair. In that story, when his mother and father were told, you are going to have a baby boy, she couldn't have babies. She was barren. And the angel of the Lord comes and says to her, you're going to have a boy. He is going to be a Nazarite. You're going to set him aside. We're going to read the story here in a minute. And he is going to be a leader in Israel. It was the angel of the Lord. And we're going to see that angel of the Lord at least proposed is that that is Jesus. Now, give you context. The angel of the Lord appeared to Hagar. Hagar was Abraham's mistress. Real context, Abraham was an old man. He couldn't have babies. His wife, his, well, his wife couldn't have a baby. His wife said to Abraham, well, I can't have a baby, so you can go into my maid and have a baby with her. And Abraham said, are you sure? And she said, yeah. Abraham's like, cool. And then he goes and has a baby with her. <laughs> Something just says in the Bible. <laughs> and Abraham has a baby with his wife's maid. And they have tension. His wife's maid runs from Abraham and his wife, and she's out going to die, and the angel of the Lord shows up and sees her. One of the names for God is Jehovah Roy. God sees me. Everyone say, God sees you. That's one of his names. He can't not see you because that's one of his names. There's another, another passage in the Bible where Abraham's going to sacrifice his son Isaac, and right as he lifts his name, the angel of the Lord called from heaven. It says, you don't need a sacrifice. I will provide myself as a sacrifice. Jesus died instead of his son. Jesus was a sacrifice. And he, and, and he says, Yehovah Yireh, the Lord provides. Everyone say, the Lord provides. You may say, uh, Jehovah Jireh. Yehovah Yireh, the Lord provides. One of the names of the angels of the Lord. God provides for you because he knows your need. God told Abraham, I already know your need and I'm going to provide your need. You just trust me. And, and, and by the way, the reason I'm going to fulfill that need because you have faith in me. If you tell God, God, I got it on my own, your need might not get met. But when you say, God, I'm going to trust you, he will guide you where your needs will be met. And so here's Abraham saying, I'm going to trust you. Gideon was, 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 was also an Israelite and he was hiding because the Midianites, their enemies, were attacking them and the angel of the Lord appears to him. 
and says, you mighty man of valor, go fight. And if you remember Gideon had 300, he had thousands of people in his army and God brought it down to 300. And you may have seen the movie, 300. It was based on that movie, based on that Bible story. At 300 men, 300 warriors, God don't need a whole lot. He just needs the right people. The angel of the Lord came to him, and the angel of the Lord made a covenant with Israel. The angel of the Lord guided the Israelites through the promised land. It is the angel of the Lord, Jesus, who's going to guide you to your promised land through your wilderness. All these instances in the Old Testament of the angel of the Lord doing stuff that God does. How many of y'all want God to guide you through the wilderness in your life? Can I get an amen? Come on, let's give the Lord a hand. Come on, church. Moses was walking in the wilderness and he was taking care of his sheep and all of a sudden there's, there's, a, there's a, a bush burning and it, guess what? The angel of the Lord is in the bush and he says, I am that I am. Jesus. In the New Testament, Jesus actually says, before Abraham was, I am. He claimed I was the guy in the fire that spoke to Moses. So all these instances, the angel of the Lord is telling us, I'm God. And these people were acknowledging I'm God. Well, in this story, Samson's parents are going to encounter the angel of the Lord. Now, again, why is this important? Is because as you look to Christmas, you're looking at this little baby being born. And, he, and, and, and by the way, a baby that was in the womb that was communicating to another baby in the womb, John the Baptist. We're going to talk about that because there was, there was a relationship between two babies in the womb. Well, come on now. Oh, oh I'm going to say it again. There was a relationship between two babies in the womb. Okay? We'll talk about that next week. We're gonna, but that wasn't the beginning the beginning was before the foundations of the earth because Jesus was there at creation. And then after creation, he was showing up saying, hey, what's up? Um, and he was doing all these things that he did when he was alive in his 33, his three-year ministry. And then he's going to do now in your life. Why this is important for you to understand when you call to God now, that he can't do anything but be consistent with who he was. And so you have faith that, that God will show up in your life and do something in your life that can't be done in your, in your natural power. So I'm going to read this story. It's a long chapter, not a long chapter, but I'm going to read this. I just want you to soak it in. I want you to listen to the story where the angel of the Lord is going to appear to this woman and then this couple and listen to the story. Then we'll, then we'll break down. Um, uh, I'm in uh, Judges chapter 3. It won't be on the screen because I just told him just now. I think I'm going to do this real quick and then we'll get back to the notes. <laughs> listen to what I'm saying. It says, Again, the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hands of the Philistines for 40 years. God's people did evil, and he delivered them into the enemy's hands for 40 years. What does that tell you? That God don't play. <laughs> Homie, don't play that. Now, there was a certain man from Zorah who was of the family of Danan, Danites, whose name was Manoah, and his wife was barren and had no children. And the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to her, the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to her, indeed, now you are barren and have borne no children, but you shall conceive and bear a son. Jesus says, he just shows up out of nowhere, which the angel of the Lord does, and he says, you're going to have a baby. Let's pray for a minute real quick. Let me just pray. Lord, I pray for the women who can't have babies. You are the God who opens wombs. So we pray there will be a supernatural pregnancy that you will give a, pay, a woman the ability to have a baby that has been trying and trying and trying. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, someone, someone say amen. amen. Now, therefore, please be careful not to drink wine or similar drink, nor eat anything unclean. For behold, you shall conceive and bear a son. 
No razor shall come upon his head. The child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb, and he shall begin to deliver the Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. The Nazarite was a vow that you made to not drink wine, to not be around dead bodies, and you were separated just to God for a specific purpose, for a specific time, and the symbol of that was that you would never cut your hair. So this is Samson. I need your son to be devoted to me and I need to separate him from all these things for a specific period of time because I'm going to use him. Now, you may not take a full Nazarite vow. However, God has called all of us to be separated to him. That God doesn't want to share you. And just for clarification, how many of y'all, if you, uh, I'll ask the ladies first. How many of you ladies would want to share your man with some other woe man? Oh, uh, can I, uh, uh, let, me, let me say so because no one raised their hand. How many of y'all ladies would love to share your man with another woman? Uh, no, thank you. God doesn't want to share any of us with anybody other God. So he says to, so he says to, 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 to uh, Manoah's wife, I need your son for a specific reason. If you want to be blessed and anointed, you have to tell God, I'm set aside. You have to be uh, uh, sanctified. The Lord sanctifies. Jehovah Mekadeshkem. The Lord is the God who sanctifies you. He sets you aside for his specific purpose. If you want to be set aside for God's purpose, for what, and, 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 and to be set aside for God's purpose, it, God is the one who decides what that means. In other words, he, he, may, he may say, I don't want you doing this. For me, when I first got saved, it was, you got to stop doing cocaine. <laughs> I was like, okay, God, I'll stop doing cocaine. You got to stop cursing. You gotta, you know. but, but for you to say, Lord, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get up earlier and I'm going to start reading my Bible. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure the beginning of my day is set aside for you and I'm going to pray. I'm going to stop cursing. I'm going to stop yelling at my wife. I'm going to stop beating my kids. These are some basic stuff. I'm going to stop robbing banks. Basic stuff. <laughs> but then you may get to the point where, you know what, when people curse at me, I'm not going to curse back. As a matter of fact, I'm going to pray for them. But, but you, it's, it's going to be something that God is going to affirm in your heart. But if you say to God, God, set me aside for whatever you want because I want to accomplish what you have planned for me in my life. That's all you got to say to him. And then he will guide you on that path. Let me keep reading. It says, verse 6, so the woman told her husband, a man of God came to me. His countenance was like the countenance of an angel of God. Very awesome. But I did not ask him where he was from and he did not tell me his name. And he said, behold, you shall conceive and bear a son. No drink, no, no wine or similar drink, nor eat anything unclean. For a child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb to the day of his death. This is the woman telling the husband. Manoah, her husband, prayed to the Lord and said, O Lord, please let the man of God whom you sent come to us again and teach us what we shall do for the child who will be born. And God listened to the voice of Manoah and the angel of the God the angel of God came to the woman again as she was sitting in the field. The angel of the Lord is a mysterious character in the Bible. He has no parents. He just shows up and then shows out. <laughs> and he does these miraculous things. And he speaks as God. He is identified as God. He talks to, to, he talks about the Lord as he's someone else, but yet he is God at the same time. Oh, snap. Jesus did that. Talked about his father's God, but yet he was God at the same time. And in verse 9, the Lord listened to Manoah, and the angel of God came to the woman again as she was sitting in the field, but Noah, her husband, was not with her. And the woman ran in haste, told her husband, and said, look, the man of God came to me. 
Manoah arose, followed his wife, and when he came to the man of God, he said, are you the man who spoke this to the woman? He says, I am. Everyone say, I am. Manoah said, now let your words come to pass. What will be the boy's rule of life and his work? What is our son going to do? And the angel of the Lord said to Manoah, of all that I said to the woman, let her be careful. She may not eat anything that comes from the vine, nor may she drink wine or similar drink, nor eat anything unclean. All that I command her, let her observe. And then Manoah said to the angel of the Lord, please let us detain you and we will prepare a young goat for you. And the angel of the Lord said to Manoah, though you detain me, I will not eat your food. But if you offer an offering, you shall not worship anybody but God. And this angel is saying, offer me an offering. I'm God. I accept worship. If you offer me an offering, you shall offer it to the Lord. For Manoah did not know he was the angel of the Lord. And Manoah said to the angel of the Lord, what is your name? And, and that when your words come to pass, we may honor you. And the angel of the Lord said, why do you ask my name? For it is wonderful. Everyone say Wonderful. We're going to see that that was one of the names from Isaiah for us to a child is born and what he shall be called wonderful. And Moa took the young goat with the grain offering offered upon the rock and he did a wondrous thing while Manoah and his wife looked on. It happened as the flame went up towards heaven that the angel of the Lord ascended in the flame to the altar. Oh snap. Can you imagine getting in the fire? There's a fire coming up and you say, I'm out. And you went in the flame. Whoosh. <laughs> And Manoah and his wife saw this. They fell on their faces to the ground. And when the angel of the Lord appeared no more to Manoah and his wife, then Manoah knew that he was the angel of the Lord. And Manoah and his wife said, we shall surely die because we have seen God. Number one, number one. The angel of the Lord and Jesus appear and disappear mysteriously. Look what it says. Now there was a certain man, Azor, of the family of Danites, whose name was Manoah, and his wife was barren and had no children. And the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to her, Indeed, now you are barren and have borne no children. But you shall conceive and bear a son. Now therefore, please be careful not to drink wine or similar drink and not to eat anything unclean. For behold, you shall conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come upon his head. For the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb, and he shall begin to deliver the Israelites out of the hands of the Philistines. And then look what the Bible, all of a sudden, in all these instances in the Bible, the angel of the Lord would just appear, and then he would disappear. Jesus, this is interesting, in John chapter 20, and Jesus, after he resurrected from the dead, the disciples were in the room, and Jesus just appears. <laughs> The, the room is closed, by the way. The Bible says the doors are closed, the windows are closed, and all of a sudden Jesus, if you look what the Bible says in John chapter 20, it says, after eight days his disciples were again inside and Thomas was with them, and Jesus came and the doors were being shut. The doors being shut. Why does the Bible tell us that? Because all of a sudden Jesus, all of a sudden just comes through the wall and stood in their midst and said, peace be with you. And he said, Thomas, reach your fingers here and look at my hands. And he reached his hands and put and said, and put your hand on my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. My prayer is that God would just appear to you. And I don't mean necessarily you're gonna see him, even though I personally have seen a vision of God in my personal life. I was laying in the bed right after I got saved, right after the first time, I, the original time I asked Christ to be my savior. And the Lord appeared to me in a room where the door was closed. Whether the door was open or not, he was still there. And it was a trip. Now, I'm not saying that God's going to happen to you, but I'm, my prayer is that the 
that God would give you a visitation, <laughs> that God would visit you through a, through a person's voice, through an incident, and you would say, that is God in my life because God did that before. He did it when he was a human, and he could still do it now. Number two, the angel of the Lord and Jesus received worship. The angel of the Lord and Jesus received worship. Look what the Bible says. The Bible says, the angel of the Lord said to Manoah, though you detain me, I will not eat your food. But if you offer me a burnt offering for Manoah, offer it to the Lord, for Manoah did not know that he was the angel of the Lord. God said you will not worship anybody but God. Matthew chapter, Mark chapter 5, look what it says. It says, when, G, when he, the demon-possessed man, saw Jesus from afar, he ran and worshiped him. And he cried out with a loud voice and said, what have I to do with you, Jesus, son of the most high? I implore you by God that you do not torment me. The angel of the Lord received worship. Jesus received worship. This is one of the key things about Jesus and all the other characters in the Bible. This is one of the most powerful testimonies that Jesus was God, is that he received worship. You, we are not to worship anybody but God. When, when Jesus was being tempted by the devil, the devil said, if you bow down and worship me, I will give you the kings of the earth. Listen to what I'm telling you. The devil will promise you the heavens. He will promise you the kingdoms. He will promise you money and fame. But all he wants is his worship. You, he wants you to bow down and live for him and honor him and glorify him in how you act, how you talk, how you respond. That is the trick. That, that is selling your soul to the devil. But you say, no, I will not sell my soul to the devil. I'm only going to worship one. That's why when we worship, when we worship in church, which by the way, you can worship at home, turn the worship music on in your room and worship at home. The devil cannot stand that because he wants worship to himself. The angel of the Lord said, hey, you, you want to make an offering, offer it to the Lord. But guess what? I am the Lord and I will go up in the offering. Jesus accepts worship. The angel of the Lord accepts worship. May we worship him with all our heart, with all our mind, and all our soul. Number three, the angel of the Lord and Jesus have the name of God. Oh, this is awesome. This is awesome. Look what it says. It says, Manoah said to the angel, what is your name? Everyone say, what is your name? Say, what is your name? What is your name that I may honor you when your words come to pass? He says, my name is too big for you to understand. <laughs> you don't understand. You don't know what you're asking. The angel of the Lord said, why do you ask me seeing my name is wonderful? Everyone say wonderful. Look what it says in Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6. And we're going to end here, by the way. We're going to end on this one. For unto us a child is born. For unto us, this is the Christmas one of the Christmas verses that we all go, always go, for unto us a child is born. That's Jesus. And this is in the Old Testament. Unto us a son is given. The government will be on his shoulders. And his name will be called Wonderful. What? The angel of the Lord said, what's my name? It's called Wonderful. Oh, I'm the same dude right here. Same, same guy. Counselor. You need counsel, go to Jesus. Mighty God. Oh, I thought mighty God was the Father. Jesus is a mighty God too. Come on now. This is in the Bible. I'm not making this up. Watch this. Everlasting Father. What? Father and Jesus are one. Prince of Peace. Come on. How many of y'all need some peace in your life? Can I get an amen? Amen. So here's the angel of the Lord saying, listen, you, you, God is so consistent. So when he was coming down, he was giving hints. I'm Jesus. He was giving hints. The same thing I'm doing now. I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to guide you. I'm going to empower you. I'm going to commission you. I'm going to do it now in the Old Testament. I'm going to do it while I'm walking on this earth. And I'm going to do it after I ascend into heaven. 
Do you know that Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father, interceding, praying for you right now? And you know what he's praying? <laughs> that you would trust him. He's going, I was in heaven. I created the heavens and earth. I came and go as I pleased. I'm not limited by your science and death and life and age and time and space. I live outside of it. One of my titles is the ancient of days. I have no age. I'm eternal. I had no beginning. I had no beginner. I am the beginningless beginner. I'm the beginner, not the, I have not begun because I'm eternal. This is God, I'm, obviously, I'm referring to. And how is that possible? Because he exists outside of what we understand to be reality. And what I did then, before I was born, is consistent with what I did after I was born, and it's consistent with what I'm praying for to do now. Will you trust me? Will you give your life to me? Will you let me guide and direct your life? Will, will you let me bless you? Will you let me open your eyes up to why you are here? I was praying this morning, God, do something supernatural today. And I'm not ordering him, obviously. It's a question, it's a request. And in a minute, we're going to pray, and I, I'm, I'm just praying that he would do something supernatural in someone's heart, that you would just say, okay, I'm done with that life. I'm going to trust God. So I'm going to ask all of you to bow your heads and close your eyes on all the campuses, and just listen carefully. Heaven came down not so we can have a holiday, but so we can have salvation, power, purpose, clarity, transformation in our life. And I know God is faithful. There's somebody listening who got high this morning and you, you did something evil last night and the devil's beating you up. Let me tell you something, God loves you and yes, he will forgive you. But he wants to transform your life. He created you and one day you're gonna die. But that small window called life, which is a very short window we have one job, it's to love God with our heart, mind, and soul, which means to trust him. And man, so many distractions, <laughs> so many distractions. So as our eyes are closed and our heads are bowed, if you, if you would like to surrender your life to our Savior, pray this prayer with me in the privacy of your heart. Pray, dear God, I trust you love me, that you sent your son to die on the cross for me. I trust that he rose from the dead. Dear God, please forgive me of my sin and send the Holy Spirit to live in me. Transform my life I want to be born all over again. Thank you, God. Set me apart for whatever purpose you have for me. 
I want to be a Jesus follower. I want to be a disciple. Thank you, God. As our eyes are closed and our heads are bowed, if you pray that prayer in a minute, I'm going to ask you to stand. And by standing, you are acknowledging that you are surrendering to God, allowing him to separate you from your old self for whatever purpose he decides. So on the count of three, I'm going to ask you to stand if you prayed that prayer. One, two, three. Stand to your feet if you prayed that prayer. God bless you. 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 Stay standing. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Now in a minute, I'm going to ask all y'all who are standing to come down to the altar. If you're in the balcony, all you got to do is turn around and walk up and the ushers will bring you down. When they're walking, I want to celebrate them. They are making a public declaration of their faith in a living God. So right now, if you stand up, come on down to the altar. Let's give them a hand. Come on now. Come on, church. Stay right there. God bless you. God bless you, brother. How are you? God bless you. 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 God bless you.